If you could share one big idea to change the future of education, what would it be? In our One Big Idea series on Future of School, the podcast, we'll hear from a diverse array of education stakeholders, from parents and educators to longtime industry leaders who will share their bold proposals to transform teaching and learning in the United States. Together, we'll amplify one another's unique perspectives, consider new solutions, and above all, make sure every voice is included in the conversation. Welcome to another episode of our Future of School podcast mini-series, One Big Idea. We have a special guest today, Haley Caston. She's getting ready to start her senior year at Castleview High School in Castle Rock, Colorado. Hi, Haley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. It's so wonderful to have you here today representing the student voice. So share with us, what is your one big idea to transform education in America? I think maybe like the SAT, like either getting rid of it or making it so it's not as big of a deal to get into college as it is. Uh, Because I know from my experience, I'm not a great test taker and I have really bad test anxiety. So when I went in to take the test, I got really nervous and I know I didn't do as good on it as I thought I could have if it wasn't labeled as a test and wasn't so big for my future. I think maybe instead colleges could focus more on grades and their character. And yeah, that's, those are great. Those are great ideas. More of like a looking at the student holistically versus one point in time in terms of a test that they took. Yeah, exactly. So Haley, I'm interested to know how many times did you take the SAT? Did you take it once or twice? I took the SAT once, but I took the PSAT twice. Okay. And did you have the same level of anxiety around it for all of them? Uh, The first time I took the PSAT, I wasn't all that nervous because I was like, it's the PSAT. It's not that big of a deal. But then the second time I took the PSAT, I was definitely more nervous because I was like, it's the SAT is getting closer. Like (laughs) I got to start taking this more seriously. And how, how would you say your experience compared to that of your friends that took the PSAT or the SAT? Was it similar, different? Uh, yeah, a lot of my friends told me that they were really, really nervous and uh, had a lot of anxiety about it. Like one of my friends who was taking the test next to me was like really, really nervous and I had to calm her down before taking the test because she was just so nervous she wouldn't do good on it. Yeah. Well, and test anxiety is a real thing. We had a former commissioner of education on the podcast, and he had been talking to a principal of a school who said that they were really happy that they had improved because this year only nine students threw up the day of standardized testing versus last year, which was almost double. Wow. So it's it's a real thing, right? Whether it's you don't feel well physically or mentally or, you know, just simply not performing your best because of the of the pressure that it feels like. Yeah. Cause like my, my grades are really like, they're good. They're all A's and B's. And I feel like my SAT just doesn't really show that how hard I work in those classes and I guess how smart I actually am. Yeah. And that's really, that's really unfortunate and very powerful to hear you say that you don't feel like one of the biggest indicators for college entrance reflects your 
intellect and your intelligence. And I'm glad that you, you're not letting it impact you in a way that you're, you know, you're not, not applying for college. You're just having to really stand in your integrity and say, this doesn't define me. Was that hard for you? Was it hard for you to separate yourself from that expectation of high test high intellect? Uh, yeah, it was because I, I mean, I like to think I'm pretty smart. Like I'm in some pretty high level classes and I'm a pretty, I like to think I'm a pretty good engineer, but like looking at my test scores compared to like my friend's test scores, who I thought we were at a pretty, uh, like, like the same level and seeing like how big of a difference it was, it was kind of hard for me to like accept that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. So when you're applying, cause you're applying for co- colleges now or in the fall? Uh, I think I was going to do it over the summer. Okay. So have you looked at any applications to see what, te- what entrance requirements are? I have, I've looked at a few and the nice thing about like, if you, if I was a senior already and I was applying for college, a lot of the colleges right now aren't looking at the SAT as much due to COVID. But I feel like my, like my brother and like all his friends, it will be more prominent because COVID will hopefully be over and done with. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting to see what happens because I read a report not too long ago that said that 36% of students last summer who were planning to go directly from high school to college didn't go. They either deferred a year, they took a gap year, they went into the workforce specifically because of COVID. So colleges now are at a really unique time and position because that's 36% less students going. They have to be more competitive. And being more competitive might not be, you know, ratcheting up the SAT scores that are required, it might actually be to provide students with the opportunity to turn in a portfolio or, you know, demonstrate to us what you've done. Because I don't know where on your, I know that you are really passionate about theater and production. And I don't know, is that represented anywhere in your transcript other than elective courses, that that's an area of passion that you're skilled in? No, not at all. What would you think about that, of having the opportunity to include all the work that you've done, all the hours you've spent getting ready for plays and theater productions and saying, this is what I learned and this is how I've mastered it. Yeah, like that would be great. I don't know how you would do that. Maybe through like, if they could, because colleges can see, I think your extracurriculars, but I don't think they really fully understand how much time and effort you put into those extracurriculars because I'm, you don't get a grade for <laughs> extracurriculars, but yeah, if I could like show that too, that'd be great. Where does that rank your work with theater? Where does that rank in terms of on the, on the scale of importance to you in your high school experience? I mean, it's, it's very important to me. Like uh, I was really thinking about all the uh, classes I took next year. I kind of made it so I could still do theater because I'm, I love theater so much and I'm been considering doing it in my future. So it's really important to me and I might go to college for it. So, yeah. 
when we had another podcast um, interviewee who said that we need to, and he, and he oversees the superintendents in their country. And he said, we need to blow up the way that K-12 education has existed, whether it's, you know, a grade-based system to credits to just focusing on core content. We need to reimagine it to do things like that, to make, to make sure that areas of interest, if kids are interested in X, Y, and Z, that they can take those, you know, create courses or create a portfolio designed around that because that'll better prepare them for the future. What do you think of that idea? A complete redesign of the model. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That sounds amazing. Just, yeah, that sounds great. What do you think the most important qualities that you've gained over the last three years in high school, whether they're academic or personal? I mean, I, over high school, I guess I learned, really learned how to like communicate with people a lot more. I mean, I have less social anxiety than I did before. I know how to study and do all my schoolwork. Um, like my grades freshman year were like C's and D's. And I mean, my grades this year are all, a, I mean, mostly A's and I have one B. So I've really just like grown as a learner there. And uh I get, yeah, just like really the social aspect. Is, mm. I've really grown and learned there. So for all of our listeners, they're probably, they probably have a very similar question I do as we're coming to the close of our time together. And that's what made the shift for you from season D's freshman year to all A's and one B going into your senior year, Haley? Uh, well, I finally realized that it really matters now. Like, if I mess up my grades now, I can't go back and change them. Like I, I need to step it up and actually start trying. And I mean, I don't have to try. I learned that you don't actually have to try that hard if you pay attention in class and just keep up on your schoolwork. Yeah. Well, you brought us an amazing idea today to change and, or even more boldly abandon standardized testing as a requirement for college entrance. So I would love to see a commission put together on that and for you to be on that, on that commission, Haley. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, thank you for joining us today for our, and sharing your one big idea on our podcast. And we look forward to staying in touch with you moving forward. Thank you for listening to Future of School, the podcast. What's your one big idea to transform education? Connect with us on social media or on our website, www.futureof.school, to share. And if you're one of our listeners enjoying the podcast on Apple, we hope you'll consider leaving a five-star review to help more people find the show.